Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you here with a podcast episode titled Starting From Day One. This is for all you guys out there who may be looking to, you know, make a transformation, uh, build a new body, and really kind of put all the pieces into play. And if you're unsure where to start or you're currently on a journey, uh, maybe I can share a handful of tips here and a couple of steps to get you guys there. So I'm going to roll over kind of five steps that you guys would start with if you're on your day one, or even if you're on a transformation, you've been training for a while, you can integrate some of these and maybe throw in some things that you're not currently doing to accelerate your results and kind of success hack your way to, you know, having the body that you want in terms of how it looks and moves and feels. And um, my homie Travis Merritt uh, kind of put together a nice, uh, huge email chain that he's been kind of ripping out here and I kind of cohort all these together and uh, put our own spin on them. So thank you, Trav, for that. Appreciate it, brother. And I'm going to give them to you guys here in detail. We touched on this similar uh, in a different podcast called like, you know, starting from scratch if you had to start over. But I think for a lot of you guys, you don't have a, you know, a starting over point. So I guess what this would be like, you know, day one of transformation, how I would spend my time, effort, energy in terms of training the physical body in this is literally pretty much how I go through uh, everything that I do personally. I mean, obviously, I have my own, you know, little tweaks here or there because my body is different than your guys's. But I think for the whole, we follow these principles, and we all have, you know, kind of certain weak points or different things we have to work on in terms of whether it be mobility or, or weak point training and of endurance or body parts. But these would be the five things I would have you guys do starting on day one of a transformation and kind of how we coach our stuff. So. The first thing I think you guys should do is, you know, be doing some form of strength training uh, a handful of times a week. I think for most of you guys, probably three to four times per week would be ideal, uh, depending on where you're at on your journey. And again, obviously, if you guys are novice level, um, you would start relatively slow here. And when I say uh, strength training, I mean, picking up any kind of load, whether it be mixed with your Metcon stuff or, or independently. Now, it all depends on how much time you guys have to train. Obviously, every single day, if you have seven hours a week to train, you get a lot of stuff done. If you got 90 minutes to two hours, this is going to be, have to be condensed a little bit. But if when I say strength training, it doesn't mean you have to be there for an hour lifting. Even if you're in like a, a Metcon session and there's some loading options, I would pick up the heavier stuff if you guys can. And the variations I'm talking about would be your squatting variations. Again, back squat, front squat, squat split squat, goblet squat, um, any squat variation you like, any hip hinging, deadlifting variation, any pulling exercises. I'm talking rows, pull-ups. It's literally you guys, you know, going down, you know, sled pulling. And the same thing for pushing. If it's pushing sleds, I'm talking about, you know, uh, even pressing movements, vertical pressing, horizontal pressing, overhead press, bench press. All those things are great. All those things can be done with the barbell. They can all be done with the dumbbell. They can be done unilaterally, single arm, single leg. They can be done with a machine. They can be done with sandbags, uh, resistance bands. Any of those things that you guys enjoy, um, I think are fine. I like training through all modalities. I really do. Um, I don't do as much barbell work as I used to just because I feel I can get a lot more done with, uh, you know, training things, you know, individually. But again, I do still, I, the other day I just did bench press for the first time with the barbell. I'll still uh, back squat with the barbell. Um, I'll do lunge variations and thrusters, all kinds of things. So again, I do like every tool, but I want you guys to use what you feel best with. And again, that's why I do a lot of dumbbell work. I feel like I get a, a better range of motion. I feel like I control the patterns a little bit and throw in different variations because you do have more autonomy when you're using dumbbells, just my two cents. So obviously everybody's different and there's not one movement you guys have to do. If you don't like a certain kind of squat or press or push or pull and it doesn't feel right to you, then don't do it. 
Um, if you feel better training with shoes on or going barefoot, that's your call too. There's so many different things that uniquely work for each one of us, and that's the beauty of fitness. I think sometimes we get so regimented in having to follow a certain path or program or schedule um, we can just flow through it and, and play is real and flow is real. And having you guys find what works for your body type, I think is crucial. So when you guys, in terms of training, I would always strive to do a little bit more from one week to the next, whether that be more weight, more reps, more sets, or controlling things like the speed, the tempo, um, the time under tension, I think is huge. You guys actually owning a movement and using it correctly, I think is a key. So an example of like, you know, what a normal, you know, if you guys are going to set up a workout schedule and you're short on time, you know, you come through a day and you're going to go, okay, I'm going to do each one of the four listed. So I'm going to go goblet squats, you know, let's say 80 pounds times 10 reps for all four sets. I'm going to go RDLs and dumbbell deadlifts, maybe the same 80 pound dumbbells for 10 reps for all four sets. Then you can go floor presses and um, then you can go thrusters. So you have a squat and overhead press variation, everything, 10 reps and four sets, pretty basic stuff. So a super taxing day for you guys, which is very, very basic. Goblet squatting heavy, dumbbell deadlifting heavy, floor pressing heavy, and doing some thrusters heavy. Boom. Or if you want, don't want to go thrusters because you already went to goblet squat, just go overhead press. That is a really easy way to design a pretty kick-ass workout. And literally, it's four basic patterns, but all the compound stuff. And so if you guys are scaling it, you know, the next week, you go, okay, I did 80 pounds last week. I'm going to go 85 pounds this week. Or I went 10 reps of everything. Maybe I'm going to go to 11 reps. Or if you did four rounds or four sets last week, now I'm going to do five sets. It's so simple. Sometimes we always want to reinvent the wheel when the wheel is the most efficient thing we can follow. So, again... I would continue doing something like that until obviously you can't beat the previous week's, you know, reps or sets or times. And obviously you can switch up different exercise variations inside of that. So again, I do believe strength training has to be, you know, integrated into your training, whether it be the base of everything or you have it sprinkled in. But I do think you have to be picking up some form of load and pushing yourself with the dumbbells or barbells or kettlebells or sandbags or sleds or whatever you guys are using to load. The second thing, uh, I believe aerobic work should be done, and I think you guys should do some form of aerobic work every single day, for that matter. Um, I mean, I think you should walk, you know, every single day. Your legs work. I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, but in terms of, you know, legit planned out stuff, I think probably, you know, five days of aerobic work would be great. I think that's a mix of you guys doing steady state cardio, Metcon stuff, true hit training, whether you want to throw into bodice protocols, some sprinting variations, you know, walking, biking, hiking playing sports, moving dynamically, all that stuff is great. The purpose of, you know, the steady state, you know, kind of more boring cardio is just to get you guys burning additional calories. Pretty simple. And it lets your body, you know, recover a little bit faster because it's not as taxing as a Metcon or HIT stuff. And on that same note, for the metabolic training and, and your HIT type training, um, I would alternate those, you know, between different things like sprinting outside. If it's sprinting on a treadmill, getting on a bike, a ski, a row, you could do some speed sled work. Um, there's a million different things. Obviously doing, you know, light barbell work or body weight work or even like light dumbbell stuff with your metabolic training mixed in, I think is ideal. Um, and with those kind of workouts, with the HIT uh, kind of barbell stuff, I would use, you know, maybe half the weight you normally do, um, which gives you guys, you know, less chance of injury and lets you kind of do more higher rep endurance type training, if you will. So again, for you guys, some examples of sprint work, if you're doing, you know, 100 meter sprints, you know, literally, depending on if it's max effort, you sprint the 100 meters, you know, you all book it after you do mobility and you get loose. You walk it back, maybe take two, three, four minutes, and then literally repeat the pattern. So wash, rinse, repeat in terms of that. Or if it's like a salt bike sprints, you guys literally go in 15 seconds, max effort, 
resting for 45, repeating that pattern for 10, 15 cycles. Yeah, it's a 10, 15 minute workout. But if you're really going max effort, man, that 15 seconds gets real pretty quick. The goal for a lot of those workouts is you guys to push your body into kind of that, you know, epoch state, that you know, excess kind of post-oxygen consumption state where your fat burning is, you know, ridiculously elevated after the workout. And that'll help you guys hopefully speed up the fat burning process. So again, to sum it up, I think you guys should, you know, walk and move your body all seven days a week. Um, I do believe in aerobic work for you guys just to burn calories and get your body sweating and moving. I think it's ideal. And again, these sessions don't have to be long. They can be five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, depending on the intensity of them and based on your other training throughout the week. So again, if you did like three days of kind of the steady state cardio stuff, you know, where your heart rate's probably in that 110 to 140 range. And then two days of like legit Metcon, melt your face off, hit stuff, which forces the body into the fast burning state with a, the shorter, you know, little burners at the end of workouts, the finishers, the stuff we share on Instagram, all that stuff is amazing. Now, if you don't have a ton of a time to train throughout the week, you got three legit days you can train because you're busy doing shit. I would do three Metcons. I'd do a Metcon on Monday, on Wednesday and Friday. I would crush it, you know, 30 minute sessions, picking up load inside of there, going, you know, busting your fucking ass, going max effort. Then the other days, do your normal stuff. Play with your kids, walk your dog, go for a hike, ride your bike. If you can squeeze in a fourth session or maybe some lifting in there, I think that's ideal. Or if you can squeeze in a fourth Metcon session, that's your call. Depending on duration. Now, my body, with the amount of loading I can do, can only take so many Metcons per week. I do like a, a super, super ridiculous one Sunday. And maybe I squeeze in another one throughout the week. Or like today, kind of like my rest day because my body is just beat to hell. I'll throw in some finishers and so I'll do one legit like horrible, horrible Metcon and I'll sprinkle in the other things. And the steady state stuff, I'll do a lot of ski, a lot of bike, a lot of row, a lot of sled pushes, walking lunges for 10, 20, 30 minutes at a time. Different things just to get my body sweating, moving through space while I can work on, you know, other body parts while getting the aerobic work done. Part three for you guys, I would say you have to decide how many times a day you're going to eat. In our fasting program, they obviously pick, you know, a fasting window. And then inside of that, they pick how many meals they're going to eat per week. And so I, I like people to stay committed to that. Not that you can't have autonomy and change based on travel schedule and different goals and what you have going on. But I think if you can eat around the same number of meals at the same times most of the days, I think your body's going to respond much better and you're going to be a happier person, have a decent balance. And you're, you're forecasting so any, like, you know, sporadic things that come up – you're not so thrown off by them. So I would eat anywhere from probably two to four times a day for you guys. And again, focusing on real food and focusing on macros inside of that. Each meal, depending on what your macros are, I think you guys should be having protein. If it doesn't have protein in it, I don't think it's a meal. And on that note, having 30, 40, 50 grams of protein inside every feeding is crucial. It's going to help you guys feel fuller for longer. And again, give your body, you know, the building blocks that it needs to keep lean muscle tissue on your body, which at this point we know you know, your muscles, your metabolism. So I think having a decent amount of protein is cool. I think for most of you guys, uh, depending on weight, you know, getting at least 100 grams of protein in per day, I think it's probably a good baseline to start. Now, if you're super light, no, and if you're, you're super heavy, eh, I guess it could vary. But I, I think that's kind of a nice round number to kind of live around or at least shoot for in whole, you know, complete protein sources. The next thing, having veggies in every meal, I think is crucial. I personally like things like Brussels sprouts are probably my favorite. I will throw things like broccoli, cauliflower, asparagus um, in there as well. But there's a whole bunch of other great stuff, sugar snap peas, different frozen mixed veggies that you guys can do and just dump and throw in. Fresh is great too. Um, 
I just know how busy you guys get, and so I like to keep things as simple as possible. And then if you're going to go denser carbohydrates for you guys, you know, the easy digestible carbs are probably rice, the oatmeals, um, the sweet purple potatoes, any potatoes really for that matter, I think for most of you are fine. Um, but rice and oatmeal tend to be, you know, relatively easy um, for most people. And again, I don't think carbs are bad. I'm not going to try to vilify them at all. They, they're just in everything. So they do add up rather quickly. And I just want you guys to be mindful of that. Um, and when you're choosing the slower digesting carbs, like the ones we just mentioned before, you're going to find your energy levels are probably a little bit more consistent and less uh, radical in terms of blood sugar spiking and, and the levels being crazy and having a, an overall feeling of being satisfied when you have those denser kind of, I guess, slower digesting carbohydrates. And also throwing fat into every meal is crucial. I would say most of your meals should be to revolve around healthy proteins healthy fats, and then carbohydrates would be a distant third, and that's what kind of fills the space. And when you're talking about fats, obviously things like olive oil, coconut oil, nut butters, avocados, chia seeds, eggs, uh, if you want to throw in cheese, if you're a dairy person, I'm all for that as well. And in terms of eating, if I'm you guys, I'd probably allow myself, depending where you're at on your journey and how diligent and crazy you want to get with it, having two probably cheat meals a week, I think is cool for you guys. Um, if you're like trying to split them through the week, so a lot of people, like if it's a Wednesday and Saturday, if that's your date night or your family nights or whatever you do, I personally like to wait towards the weekend. I typically do like a, maybe a Friday night and a Saturday night, or I'll do like a Saturday night and like a Sunday. Um, it just depends based on my goals and how I'm feeling, um, but I do better that way. And in each, you know, treat or cheat meal, uh, I like them to take place, you know, at a restaurant if I can, but I also do also like to cook some of the stuff at home. The problem is when I bring stuff home, it's just if we make an abundance, I'm kind of screwed because I'm stuck here in the environment. And once I start eating, it's like an avalanche, man, all bets are off. And if I shared my, my 10 most embarrassing things I've ever done in terms of eating, you know what, now that you say that, I'm going to write that down. Top 10 most embarrassing, uh, I guess, cheat meals I've ever had. I'm writing it down as I'm saying it, you guys. Um, that'll be a good podcast because I've done some pretty embarrassing shit. And I guess I guess the volume of it when I share it to you guys, you'll be like, "Wow, I can't believe you ate that much at one time." It's it's just a lot. So um, I tend to do them at restaurants, but if we do bring something home, I bring home only what I'm going to eat, and I kind of keep that window to about sixty minutes. Um, anything longer than sixty minutes, I know uh, I'm going to be making some really, really, really poor choices, and so. Um, I typically eat, you know, until I'm full, I try not to do it to the point of where I'm stuffed and make myself sick, which I've done before as well. I think we're all guilty of it. Um, and again, I don't have, you know, what a lot of people say, like, you know, eaters remorse or drinkers remorse. Like I, I'm very mindful and conscious of the decisions I'm making. I, at this point in my life, I don't fuck up unless I really plan to fuck up. I mean, I'll have a, I don't want to say slip ups, but I might, you know, go over on macros here or there. Um, but I tend to, put myself in environments and ecosystems where I'm going to be successful. That's why we buy single serving stuff at our house. I don't bring a bunch of crazy things home. And I try to keep my cheat meals to one to two per week. And again, in a 60 minute window for that matter. And again, it's at this point, I'm, I don't even do it. You know, I, I think of, I'm so conscious about it because it's not, it's not the vanity stuff. I don't want to feel like shit. And I just, I felt so bad so many times before by doing things. And, and I think at this point I've, I pretty much learned my lesson. I'm not saying I won't go back and do some dumb stuff here or there, but for the most part, to me, it's not worth it paying the price the next day, um, you know, physically with my gut and, and it feeling almost like you're hungover, even though you didn't even have a drink. And, and I want to avoid that. So for you guys, again, if you're going to pick two to four meals a day, if you went like the four meal route, 
what like a, a really good day of eating would look like would be, you know, you if you eat if you're a breakfast person, you know, having you know two eggs, maybe a couple egg whites in there, half a cup of oatmeal, maybe half a couple blueberries with some almond milk, boom, you're golden. And then if you went in the middle of the day, if you guys are a shake person or like a smoothie, um, we have a million options on YouTube. We actually have a free smoothie guide if you guys want it. Shoot me a DM, send me an email. I'm happy to send you our smoothie guide in detail. A lot of really sexy uh, protein recipes in there that I think you guys can enjoy and uh, throw into your life if you're a, a protein shake smoothie person. So that could be like your meal two. Um, and again, we're talking like adding in all the real stuff. Meal three, if you're talking like shredded rotisserie chicken, some mixed veggies, throw some avocado salsa in there, maybe even a little bit of rice. I'm down with that as like your post-workout. And then if you're going to go dinner, you guys can go chicken, steak, fish, maybe like a salmon or, you know, T-bone, whatever you're into. I'm a huge porterhouse fan myself, a huge T-bone fan just because you get the, you know, the strip and the filet. I'm a kind of a steak nut. And then throw some veggies and even again, if you want to go avocado or something in there, I think that's fine as well. So again, just a real simple, basic stuff, not super sexy, but again, very efficient. So again, picking the meal frequency. I think is ideal for you guys and kind of sticking to that uh, is crucial. And the next one, if we're talking supplements, again, I'm a real food person, you guys. I think if you can eat everything, I think it's ideal. But I also understand you guys are busy and it's really hard to get all your micronutrients in every single day. And even for me, if I'm eating twice a day or even once per day, it's impossible to get 10 servings of greens in in one meal. I would be so bloated and gross and disgusting. My wife would probably leave me because her house would smell like a fart factory. So um, that's why I uh, I do supplement with certain things. But again, I don't think supplements are going to you know make or break your progress um, in a transformation. I really don't. But they do have a place. They are a an amazing supplement to what you're currently doing. But again, if you're eating like shit and drinking booze every day, don't waste your money on supplements. You might as well just flush them down the drain or light them on fire. But they do have a place um, and their usage can be very beneficial to you guys and they can help, you know, cover the gaps and make up a five, you know, maybe 10% difference in your physique overall, maybe more. Um, I'm not, I don't mean performance in vanity. I mean, in terms of that, but in terms of how you guys feel, I think having abundance of vitamins, minerals in terms of micronutrients does do your body a tremendous amount of good and does dictate how much energy you guys are going to have over time as I believe it builds up in the system, like how B vitamins essentially work in the body. So for me, um, I personally take Athletic Greens every single day. You guys have heard me talk about it before. If you follow on Instagram, you see it all the time. If you want a free you know, 20 travel packs with your first order, shoot me a message. I'm happy to, to send them to you guys. They're the best tasting greens in my opinion. That's why I work with them. Um, I do think they're the most nutrient dense. There's other brands out there that are good as well, um, but I don't like things that taste like shit. So that's why I do take Athletic Greens every single day. On top of that, um, if you want to throw in an additional probiotic, you can. Athletic Greens does have like a complex in there, but depending on your own individual gut health, probiotics can be crucial. They obviously help with gut health. So you guys, you know, hopefully over time as you take them, you don't feel so bloated and gross and disgusting. Um, and again, I do think it's crucial. Um, and again, without, you know, you guys taking in things like this, sometimes uh, your gut can wreak havoc in, in understanding and knowing how important gut health is. Um maybe having a probiotic blend in there on top of the athletic greens one would be crucial. Or if you don't take athletic greens, clearly go buy a probiotic and uh, invest in it because I do think it makes a difference. Again, if you're not going to take like an athletic greens, you could take a multivitamin. Um, again, so it's still going to help you guys cover the gaps in terms of micronutrients. And again, what you're going to notice, again, athletic greens basically replaces the need for me to take a multivitamin. I haven't taken one in over probably two years because the greens do it for me because they are so micronutrient dense. And what I have noticed is I sleep better. 
you're going to recover faster. You tend to get sick less. Um, you, better skin, hair, nails. And again, you might not feel the difference when you're not on it, but I can promise you guys you're definitely going to feel the difference when you're no longer taking it. I'll say it again. You might not feel the difference when you're on it right away, but you're definitely going to feel a difference and see a difference over time by not taking enough micronutrients in your body. I do feel like I am less tired when I wake up, um, whether that's placebo or that's, you know, CBD or whether that's the athletic greens in the combo or me just be more mindful of my sleep habits. I do feel better rested. And I can tell you my hair um, and my nail growth has accelerated like crazy. Uh, the other thing, uh, if it's a fish oil, I think it's cool. Um, I think an omega-3, you know, fish oil, krill oil complex can help you guys with inflammation. And we know how shitty inflammation is. So I think that's probably ideal. Uh, and then again, if you want to go anything beyond those three, I mean, it just kind of go into a case-by-case base. If you need protein powder, you can take it. I don't really think of it as a supplement. I just kind of think it's like something on your grocery store list you guys would throw into your normal eating routine if you have trouble eating enough protein. I do not. Um, sometimes I like a protein shake once in a while with some fruit or things in it because it's kind of like a treat to me. Uh, but I definitely can eat more than enough meat uh, to get my protein goals, and that's me. So I feel that those are probably the B, the big three supplements uh, if you guys needed them. Um, but again, I do think Athletic Greens covers a lot of the bases. So for me, what I'll do typically every day, Athletic Greens, uh, fish oils, and I will do, um, you know, BCAAs and creatine in terms of performance. I typically take them, you know, pre-workout or like intra-workout. And then I typically just coffee is my kind of the, the caffeine I get. And I, I drink quite a bit of it because I do believe in uh, coffee. I do believe in caffeine. I do think it has a lot of positive benefits if it's used correctly. And then uh, in terms of sleep stuff, like I touched on before, before, I do take the CBD oil and I use the balm on my soft tissue stuff for inflammation, but I'll just do a couple of drops of the CBD, which we have a deal worked out with the people at Beam. If you guys want a discount, I can hook you up there. Again, I'm not trying to sell you on it. I don't care. Again, I don't have a ton of studies to support all the CBD stuff because it is in its infancy, but a lot of the things I've been reading and how I have been sleeping, I am becoming a believer in it. That's why we partner with those guys. And again, we do the THC free route. So if you work in a job where they drug test you, nothing will ever come up because it's literally 100% clean. Those guys go to great lengths for that. Um, so again, those are the things I do. Outside of the supplement stuff, I would say you guys taking measurements. Again, we've talked about this before on the recent podcast, um, whether it's every week, every month. And again, I don't think the scale is ideal. I think for you guys, you know, calipers, DEXA, bod pod is great, but just pictures of yourself to see how you look um, and how you're making progress. And I think that's probably the biggest thing as you guys start a transformation. So just to recap, if you guys are starting out somewhere, maybe you're not doing all these things, I think the first thing you have to do, get a legit training program, whether that's at a facility, with a coach, with a community, something, integrate some form of, of strength training work into your program three to four times per week. And again, doesn't mean you gotta spend an hour lifting, but again, squatting with load, pushing a sled, picking up a sandbag, you know, really punching it, uh, you know, when you can in terms of lifting things up. And again, focusing on the big movements, squatting, lunging, hip hinging, pressing, you know, push-ups, pull-ups, those things are all amazing. Even body weight training in terms of that does make a huge difference, especially when you're leveraging your entire body weight. Uh, outside of that, the aerobic work has to be done, a mix between, you know, some endurance-based stuff, so some longer intervals, 
shorter, more intense intervals, the Metcon, the HIIT training, and then again, just things that you like to do in nature, if it's play sports or hike or bike, whatever it may be, and then obviously, you know, picking an eating window if you're in the fasting world, or just picking a meal frequency. I'm going to eat two to three to four times a day, have the meals kind of mapped out. Each one includes proteins, veggies, healthy fats in there. I think that's ideal, and then when you guys are talking supplements, you know, I think micronutrients are the key. I like the supplements, you guys, that are actually going to make you healthier, not just, you know, the pre-workout that's going to make you go crazy and all the other bullshit stuff they're selling you out there because most of it's horse shit. Um, I do take Athletic Greens every single day, and I do, you know, sleep with the CBD stuff. Those are probably the two biggest things for me. And then performance-wise, I literally just go BCAAs and creatine. So I'm a pretty simple guy in terms of supplements. I'm always down to try things, and I've tried a million things over the years, um, but those are the ones I probably have stuck with the most consistently the longest. And then obviously in terms of you guys tracking progress, obviously how your lifts are going up, how much faster your, you know, your PR times are getting, uh, how stronger you feel. But again, how you look every day, how your clothes fit, and just how much confidence you have. And, and, and literally, if you step on the scale once a week, cool. If you get uh, your body fat measured legitly every month or every three months, I think that's fine too. And then just again, seeing how you feel inside your own skin. And some of that's a, a mental transformation, some of that's a physical transformation. So I think if you guys you know would follow everything I listed above, um, you, things are going to be trending in the right way. And I think once you can feel and see a little bit of the progress, you tend to, you know, stick with things a little bit longer. But again, if things aren't moving the way you want, you know, it's, it's easy for you guys to, if you're tracking everything and you can see everything, it's easy to, you know, do things different with your diet. Uh, maybe make one or two eating swaps, maybe squeeze in an extra workout here or there, or, you know, decrease the food or, or, uh, you know, increase the food depending on what your goal is if your body's changing too fast or too slow and i think if you follow this you could legitly drop you know the legit weight that you want and drop you know you know one two three four five percent you know of your body weight you know each month you know with you guys literally only training you know 30 minutes a day give or take depending on how much time you have and maybe doing some you know longer stuff for fun if you have time on the weekends or however your schedule dictates so if that was me that's what I would do. And basically to a T, this is kind of what I do in terms of me transforming and changing. And at this point, I can't really work out, you know, any longer or any harder. I mean, I guess some days I could, but my, my personal life and my, which I don't really have a crazy one, uh, my job would suffer, which to me is kind of, you know, all tied into how I live my life. So you guys do what works best for you. But again, take these tips. And if you guys are starting on your day one or looking to really transform your body, put the effort into the things that really matter. Be smart about it. Sometimes just spending hours and hours in the gym. And again, you see these people all the time. They go in the gym, they spend, you know, one, two, three, four hours there. And they really don't look any different. If you do things, you know, by being mindful and you're very, you know, conscious of your efforts and you're taking and uh, I guess auditing your results and how you feel, you guys can make, you know, really great progress. But the key is doing things correctly, doing things right. And after you're after the novice stage, it's really drilling down to some of these details um, to get the body to look and move and feel the way that you guys want it to. So take that for what it's worth. Anything else you guys want to hear on the podcast, hit me up, let me know. I'm happy to record it. And if you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. 
drop us a five star, leave a comment. It sincerely helps us and I appreciate you guys for it. I love seeing what you read about it. And if you think you can help one of your friends or family members who are maybe looking to you know, start a transformation or do something a little bit differently, share this with them because these are very basic tips for a lot of you guys. But for some people, this is eye-opening. It will change the way that they train, the way that they look, the way that they move, and the way that they feel for the rest of their lives. But them just hearing somebody lay it out for them in greater detail because a lot of people are completely lost when they go to the gym. They literally are going to these big box gyms or, or certain places and they literally are, are paying to rent equipment. They're paying a membership fee, swiping a card and walking in the door. They see all these machines and all these exercises and they don't know what the hell's going on or what they're doing. So they stick to the same two or three things that they've seen or they know and they feel confident doing. And even those are probably wrong, but they're never going to venture out and really push themselves to a limit because they don't really know where to start. And so this would be their day one of their starting point of how to construct, you know, day one of my transformation. So again, you guys, until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please just keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.